Hello everyone and welcome to the Dear Future Hubby podcast. I am your host Teresa Reese and y'all know how we do it normally. <laughs> I would read a poem from my book of poetry entitled A Strong Will Mind Healing Scars Over Time through my poetry. However, I am sharing another authentic poem that I wrote March the 29th of 2010. Over 11 years ago. And y'all know I love going down memory lane with you. Um, First of all, it helps me to see where I still need to grow, where I still need to heal, where I still need to expand my train of thought, all of that good stuff, or if I have grown. Um, So it just gives me an opportunity to do just that. So if you don't mind, I am going to share the poem that I wrote, but I am going to give the initial and not the um, full name just so that I can make sure that um, I'm covering all bases. And it's actually kind of cute because what I noticed is that I added another another um person's name so i don't even know how this is gonna i don't even know how this is gonna work so i guess i'll start with this one um and it's called each man and again i wrote this on march 29th of 2010 here we go y'all say a prayer for me (laughs) all right mr s was a man who taught me how to keep my opinions open, my options open. He taught me how to live again, how not to take things for granted or put all of my eggs in one basket. He taught me about liberty, how to embrace the child within me. Mr. L diligently pursued me and has loved me unconditionally. Mrs. J is the name I once imagined would one day be mine. For this last name belonged to that man whom I shared my innocence with, the one who stole my virginity in a moment in time. Mr. N was the man who indirectly and yet um, painfully caused deep wounds through my night of naivety I learned did I say that right naivety I learned how I believed the lies while staring at the truth Mr. M was in fact the man who held my heart the longest through my journey with him and without him I learned the meaning of true forgiveness Mr. M was simply a big brother figure, a different M, (laughs) a big brother figure desperately needed in my life. Our relationship was simply platonic, but by his acts of loving kindness in and through him, I saw Jesus Christ. Mr. F was my closest and favorite cousin. He always tried to protect me, but in his absence, I fell prey to the hustle and bustle of the player's game. 
Mr. S was my only and first husband. Yet, by the end of our marriage, I missed and longed for the protection of my favorite cousin. This man taught me how to be anxious for nothing. The experiences I endured added the long to long suffering. Mr. S was the man who said many things, yet in the end, all of his words were empty. But while dealing with him, I learned how to love my enemies. Mr. H is a man whom I hold dear to my heart. Our friendship has stood the test of time and we are still close while we are miles apart. Mr. P performed one of the best disappearing acts. This is a man through his own actions taught me that I am worth far more than that. He dared to reject the very essence of who I am, yet by his rejection, I discovered the great I am. Hindsight, I must take this moment to thank him wholeheartedly because by his denying me, I found a sense of clarity. I realized now more than I ever have that my life should never be solely defined by a man. Mr. T is a man who I believe would have been my soulmate. One who had taught me how to value each and every day. He taught me how to believe in myself that once I know who I am, I don't need approval from anyone else. He taught me how to love with all my being, how to let go of the past and how to live in the present. While your future, your plan, while your future, you're planning. He taught me how to laugh again at my own jokes. He taught me how there truly are different strokes for different folks. Each man has helped to mold me into the virtuous woman that I am today and forevermore. I say thank you. So that was called each man. And I wrote it on March the 29th of 2010. Wow. And as I look over this, I'm like, yeah, I learned a lot from these men. And one thing that I have also learned as a single woman Sometimes we have a tendency to enter into a romantic relationship for someone who was literally just supposed to be an assignment or maybe we were their assignment, but flesh takes over. And next thing you know, you are in an entanglement, not because you were meant to be in that entanglement, but because you literally did not practice self-control. And so I'm able to look at some of these relationships and realize that, okay, a couple of these relationships would have been great just remaining as friendships, never crossing the line, never trying to see or being curious, never trying to figure out like, would we work or whatever, but just truly accepting it for what it was at that time and how it started, which was a mere friendship. Looking over this, sometimes I'm noticing that I literally delve into trying to see whether he pursued me or, you know, I was pursuing him 
um, if it could be more than just a friendship. And yeah, so that's why this is like back in 2010. <laughs> I'm not with any of these men, <laughs> but it was, I mean, it's pretty cool to just see um, literally what lessons I have learned. And then as I go through my journal, I also see back in 2010 that I wrote down and it, I wrote it as my vision for 2010. So I actually, I've always been a writer. I've been writing since as far as I can remember, since I was 10 years old. Um, I'm sure I was writing before then, but I can truly remember writing at 10 years old and um, just constantly making up these plays and constantly making up these stories. And that's just what I did. Like that literally, I would live in my imagination. At 10 years old, I was constantly in my imagination and um, didn't even realize that it would be one of the things that as I got older that I would never let go of. Hence, that's how my novel came out. Um, Perfect Illusions of Love. So I'm looking through here to see if I can find another poem. Um, <laughs> so this one, this one is, um, this one was written on October the 4th of 2009 and this is an acronym y'all try to figure out the acronym what it is i'm not gonna tell you you just figure it out so here we go um okay there's a few more points i'm gonna share so i guess today is just i'm just gonna share points with y'all so this one is this is the acronym and the first letter of each word is what it spells out so to think that you have me believing that you and i were really a match made in heaven and that we were truly compatible and for all the right reasons. Unfortunately, you just up and disappeared. No phone call, no response, no warning at all. Ripping what hope I had of a bright future with you apart. Unable to understand why you do me this way. What once were sunny days immediately turned gray. So from this point forward and this moment on, from your type, I choose to stay away. And see, that's why I'm not going to tell you what it is <laughs> It's because, uh, yeah, I'm not going to tell you what it is. No, I'll tell y'all what it is. Okay. <laughs> I was hurt back then, y'all. This is October the 4th of 2009. And the title of the poem is called Taurus. <laughs> so every single um, what is it? The T, the A, the U, the R, the U, the S. So no offense to the Tauruses, but one of those Tauruses hurt me pretty bad. According to this October the 4th of 230 of uh, 2009 poem. Okay. So another one, let me see. Um, I was really, I wonder if I took off of work on this day because I'm looking and I'm like, this person, this person really got to be Jesus. I'm looking, I must have took off of work because I wrote so many poems on that day. Yeah, so this was another one. I think I read this one to y'all before, but I'm going to read it to y'all again. So this one is called Okay, But Not Okay. No, I've read that one to y'all before. You got to go to the other um, episodes so you can kind of find that one. But this one is called There Are Times. So I wrote this one on October the 4th of 2009, and it's called There Are Times. There are times when memories of moments we shared together enter my mind, 
like when you took the kids and I to the park or how you made it a point to secure my home, especially after dark or the time you cooked for me or when you even massaged my feet or how we would play dominoes. And when I'd win, you say you let me beat you. Your company was very pleasant. Secure is what I felt when you were present. I'm grateful to have shared a few moments in time with the good side of you. There are times I find myself wanting to dial your number. It's those times that I find that my mind begins to wonder. I wonder if you think of me as often as I do you. I wonder if at all, do you ever miss me too? I wonder if being with me was just one of your ploys. If you were ever truly sincere or was I just your toy? There are times when you cross my mind more than you'll ever know. I pray that you didn't intentionally play with my heart. If so, just remember story. The story has two parts. I pray in spite of the hurt you've caused, mine will end happily. I am taking time to accept this truth. Maybe you and I were never meant to be. Yet because of how you did it, there are also times that I wish you misery. And that was written on October the 10th of 2009 called There Are Times. So I literally, as you can see, I love to write. Um, I love to express my feelings. And I don't know. That's just always been one of my little outlets. And I remember when I was in a really, really dark, I'm talking about a dark place in my first marriage. Um, I purchased a journal and I don't know, I don't, it's around here somewhere because I keep all of my journals. As you see, this says 2009. So I, I do, I try to keep all of my journals together. And so um, what I remember is that it was such a dark season in my life that I found myself constantly writing my dialogue with my ex-husband, like kind of the petty things that we were arguing about, some of the subjects that we like couldn't find a resolve. And looking back, I'm like, we were so childish. <laughs> we were so childish. There was no reason for us to behave the way that we behaved. I kid you not. Um, but I really believe that selfishness played a part in that because deep down inside, I, I don't believe that. I think that we were in love with the idea of being married. Like it sounded really good. But then when we got into the heart of it, it was like, oh, my goodness. Like neither one of us knew what being in a covenant relationship entailed. We only knew what we heard. We only knew like, you know, the bed is undefiled. We only knew, you know, that. The two become one. We didn't know the process of the two becoming one, that it would require a lot of work, a lot of forgiveness, a lot of turning the other cheek. It would just require a whole lot that I truly believe that neither one of us were ready to handle or even deal with. I was trying to see how far my journal went. So it started, I started writing in it, this particular journal, because I have a lot. So um, I started writing in this one on September the 15th of 2009. And then I stopped writing in it. Let me see my last entry. So if you don't have a journal, that's something that I truly encourage. Like if, if maybe you're not a writer, but what you will find is that um, if you start writing, 
what you will find is that it is so therapeutic. So the last entry on this in this journal, it looks like is. Yeah. Is when I was getting ready or working on my book of poetry. So. No, I was working on the revision of my book of poetry because my book of poetry actually came out before this entry. So the last entry was March the 1st of 2014. I believe my book. I don't know. Anyway, it's in there. 2014. So that was the last time that I wrote. And yeah. So if you don't have a journal, get you one. If you do have a journal and you've just stopped writing in it, write in it. Because one thing that I also learned about like the whole art of writing and, and expressing is because like once you get all of those, just I'm saying crazy, but they don't have to be crazy thoughts. They could be great genius thoughts. But anyway, it's like once you get those thoughts out on paper and then you kind of let it marinate for a moment, then you go back. And kind of go over it and be like, do I still feel this way? And you know what? If we did more of this, maybe there would be less arguments. If we took the time out to just process what is going on in our minds, maybe there would be less arguments because we would be able to kind of see where did this start from? Am I really angry that you didn't put, that you didn't let the lid down on the toilet? Like, is that really the issue or is it because we went out to eat at a restaurant and you didn't open up the door for me and I felt some type of way about it because I looked over and it come to find out, you know, you said pineapple. It was a chick that you used to date. So now I'm trying to feel, I feel some type of way. Like what, did you not open up the door? Cause you don't want her to see that we're together. Could it be something deeper than that? And not necessarily the, the lid of the toilet being, you know, not let down. So writing, in my opinion, I believe helps you to kind of like sort out what is really truly going on. Why am I feeling this way? What has happened to cause me to feel this way? Is it rooted deeply in something else? It could just be that you're about ladies, that you're about to start your cycle. So all of a sudden you're all emotional or whatever has nothing to do with the fact that he didn't open the door because there's been a couple of times that maybe he just totally was distracted and not necessarily by somebody else, just by his own issues that he's got going on in his mind. And so it's like just being able to like write that down, figure out a way to articulate and communicate to your boo. Like, okay, so this is how I felt when X, Y, and Z took place. I know now after giving it some thought that you most likely didn't intend it that way. So I wanted to take a moment for us to have a discussion about it. And that way I can just make sure we're on one accord. See if I, you know, and missing the mark somewhere. See if I misunderstood your gestures and what you truly meant by it. Because a lot of times people just do things and they're not necessarily as much thought as we're putting into an action. That's not necessarily the amount of thought that the person is putting into that action for whatever reason, because of unresolved issues, because of something that we've been through previously, we may have a tendency to think, oh, you were thinking that when you did that. And that's like the furthest thing from the truth. So it's kind of good to figure out a way to have a decompressed moment where you can literally just sort out the thoughts. And then once you've come to a resolution of, okay, I think I think 
I can communicate this to him without getting all riled up and raise my voice. And, you know, as y'all know, I'm very, a very passionate person. So that's one of the things I'm going to be working on is my tone, because I noticed that people get offended by my tone sometimes because I'm just passionate. And so because I'm passionate, they may think I'm yelling when I'm really not yelling. So I'm going to work on that. But anyhow, um, so that's just something to think about. It's some, you know, find you a journal, find you a way to make it work for you. Maybe it's not a journal. Maybe you just have where you record your voice and you're just like, child, let me tell you, you know, treat your, <laughs> treat your recorder like it's your, your best friend. Let me tell you what happened today. So, okay. So this is girl. So, you know, just get to talking or whatever, just get it off your chest before you take it to your boo. Um, and then maybe later on, listen to it and be like, oh, I was really tripping on that Sunday. I'm so glad we talked about it. He wouldn't even think it like that, you know, whatever the case may be, or she wasn't even thinking like that, you know, so maybe this will help to dissolve some of these arguments. If you can find an outlet, just look for an outlet, look for a way to be able to express yourself be cool about it and hopefully get some resolution without going down somebody's throat. So I'm trying to work on all of that because um, I'm not trying to run my future hubby away. So I know that I've got to do a whole lot of work before um, he and I cross paths. So that way I'm not, you know, I'm just not running them off. <laughs> be like, she's way too passionate. I just don't know about this. one. <laughs> so I'm trying to do the work. So this is going to conclude the um, episode, this episode. And y'all know, I love to read a letter to my future hubby. And this one is dated May the 24th, 2021. Here we go. Dear future hubby, these past few days have been very interesting to say the least. I was in an auto accident over the weekend, and although I didn't cause the accident, I found myself mixed with so many emotions. On one hand, I was extremely angry with the driver for taking an illegal right turn in front of me and causing a collision. On the other hand, I felt empathy for him as a young driver and felt the need to protect him. Then when I spoke to the men in my life, I was able to get their perspective on the matter. And my little brother, who has no filter, <laughs> provided his perspective. And he was so direct and to the point. He said, that's why we have insurance, Teresa. All I could do was laugh. Simple, huh? But why was it so complicated for me? Why was I so emotional? I believe this is where a man's perspective is of the utmost importance. Here is where balance lies. You see, am I able to operate as an individual? Most definitely. Absolutely. However, there are times in my life when I understand beyond a shadow of a doubt that I need the direction, insight, and opinion of a man. I remember this one guy telling me, you need a man <laughs> months ago. At first, I was a little offended However, once I let my guards down, I was able, <laughs> once I let my guards down, I was able to see it from his perspective. I'm sorry, y'all. Like I can hear his voice in my head still telling me that. And I, I have to chuckle at that because sometimes I really feel like maybe he was right. <laughs> As he went on to say, 
but I need a husband. Let's just get that all out there in the open. I, I don't need a man. I don't have many men, not in that regard, but you know, I've had enough men to count. So I need a husband, not a man, just a man. No, we're, we're past that now. But as he went on to say, you are not meant to be alone. Even how men and women word things is different. Although we may mean the exact same thing. I was talking to a group of men on Clubhouse the other night and I provided a scenario to them. I learned firsthand how some women would address the scenario. However, I wanted to hear from the men how they would address it. Here's the scenario. Would you tell your friend that the person they were dating was a cheater or cheating on them? Or would you just keep quiet? For a lot of the women, they wouldn't say a thing for various reasons. One being she knows firsthand because if she says something, she may lose that friendship. Another reason is because she might be one of the people that is cheating with him. The other, and I said that because there's a lot of women that be grinning in y'all's faces that are truly either sleeping with your man or trying to figure out a way to sleep with your man. I'm just saying. The other reason is because the friend may end the friendship out of sheer embarrassment. Another reason is because the friend has known all along that her spouse was a cheater, but she opted to remain in the relationship in hopes that she would one day change her spouse. Or the friend has a low self-esteem and truly believes that this person is the best that she can do. Also, there may be a jealous bone in the person that delivers the news that's reporting the infidelity. And the receiver knows it, so she ignores it. She'll never truly trust that person because trust was never truly built in the friendship to begin with. The list goes on. And as the young men so blatantly put it, women are catty. I'm not speaking for all women. There are women with integrity in this world. There are women that truly value their friendships and would never under any circumstances, no matter how the circumstance was presented, would we cross the line because we honor the friendship. There are, there are still women like that in this world. I promise you, just like there are still men in this world that would never cross the line and never betray their friend because they value the friendship. There are still men in this world that exist, that have that same mindset. No matter how it's presented, it don't matter if she comes out the, the room butt naked. He's finding an exit. Like I believe it was Joseph. He's fine. She's finding an exit quickly. So there are still good hearted people in this world. However, from the men's perspective, when two men have formed a relationship, this is how they would handle a similar situation quite differently. If their homeboy came to them and said, say, man, I sure hate to be the bearer of bad news, but I saw your girl last night hugged up with old boy. Here's a photo of them right here. The man, the, this is what the men said. They said, it's a wrap. 
They would trust their homeboy and probably meet up for a game of basketball later. It's now water under the bridge because their loyalty is to their homeboy. When I heard them explain this so quickly, but precise, I couldn't help but say, man, us women can learn a lot from you men. And I meant every word. I truly believe that some men are the best teachers. I said that to say this, I am forever learning and I need my future hubby to teach me some new things. I am willing to learn them and sit at the lap of your wisdom. It is my prayer that you would guard my heart the way you guard yours. That if you do see danger, that you would be quick to point it out to me, up to my nearest and dearest friends and family members. I desire to trust you and to trust your judgment. I want to be led by you. As a single woman, sometimes women are programmed to be so strong and so independent. That's all fine and good. And of course, it's necessary in a lot of situations. But let me be perfectly clear. I am tired of being so strong. I would love to assume my role as the weaker vessel and simply be your helpmate. I don't desire to quote unquote know it all because I don't. What I desire is to be led by a man of valor, a man who truly fears God, one who knows where he is going and what he is doing. Who doesn't mind teaching me a few things along the way as I walk beside him. Let me be the weaker vessel when it comes to you. I am ready when you are. I love you. Love, Teresa. So I hope y'all have one of the most amazing days, evenings, mornings, whenever it is that you hear this episode. And please do me a huge, huge favor. Take care of yourself because there's only one you. Signing out, your girl, Teresa. Y'all have a blessed one. Bye.